third and seven. Pickett drops, firing deep downfield, streaking his Calvin. Austin, who's got it, and he's got it all. Touchdown, Pittsburgh, but there is a flag back near the line of scrimmage. Holder, defense from the 25. That penalty is the crowd. He's over the place, touchdown. A 72-yard touchdown for Austin. Hello and welcome back to The Real Steel, where we talk all things Pittsburgh Steelers. No BS, just The Real Steel. I'm your host, Jeff Schmidt, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Polt. And it's another primetime win for the Steelers. Nothing too flashy, but got the job done. Holt, I'm going to ask you straight from the get-go here. On a scale of 1 to 10, how satisfied are you with our performance this week? I'm going to give it a 7. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. Um, I thought there was a lot of improvements made. But and we and we got a win, tough tough road win, but there's obviously some things that need to change so and need to get better. So we're still improving or we're still getting there, but we're improving, and I'm happy to see that. And and it's not a bad Raiders team, so I'm happy we were able to come away with the victory. You took that seven right out of my mouth. I that's that's same where wavelength. I was going to, and and I think we're going to be on the same wavelength today with a lot of the things we talk about. So yeah. For those that like when Bolt and I disagree, it's probably not going to happen too much this week. Um, but I just want to build on with what you say, what you just said. I think there's still an element of our performance from the game that leaves much to be desired. But sure. I think with the nature of this being a West Coast game coming off of an awful offensive performance last week, um, I can't be upset. I, I think at the end of the day, we got the job done. You said the Raiders are a good team. I think I think we definitely are the better team here. Sure. We improved in a lot of aspects. We saw a few pieces come together a couple times. Again, lots more to work out, like you said, but I'm content. I'm not fully satisfied, but I'm no. content. So so I'm going to give it a seven as well. No, and that's where the seven comes in. I mean, it was a good performance, I think, overall. And, and again, we, we went into our home opener, another team's home, op- home opener. I know it's Vegas, and it was covered in Steelers fans. But I think it's a good win. A lot, a lot to improve. But again, it is still week three. But we're coming out of week three in first place in the division, second place in the AFC. After how badly week one started and how down we were after week one, we can't be that upset. Yeah, I'm with you. So we'll talk about the game, I think, uh, in detail, break things down like we normally do. Let's do a little bit of a, a recap here, like always. Yeah. Um, so the victory went like this. Another slow start to the game. Three three and outs to start. Three. No, it was two. The three th- three counting the Raiders. So the Steelers, oh, then okay, the Raiders, sorry. then us. Wait, right? wait, so- wait. Can, can we start before we move on? We have to start with that first drive of the game. Hit me. I mean, Najee comes out and has a five-yard run and a four-yard run. We have third and one, and we decide to give it to a non-running back a tight end who's playing fullback, we hand the ball off to him. When we know our O-line doesn't get pushed, doesn't do anything, we give it to Connor Hayward. I like Connor Hayward. He's not a running back. And they expect him to get the yard. Hand it to your big back that just got nine yards and like all nine were after contact and let him get the first. I, that that was so infuriating to start the game. And I thought we were in it for a, a terrible, terrible night. Talk about setting the tone, right? I mean, oh I'm, I'm with you. So so we had that three and out. The defense showed up, got got a three and out, forced a three and out for the Raiders, but then right we back. did a three and out again. And yep. I mean, I'll I'll pull up here just in terms of 
of what that drive actually it was. was. Uh, it was a Harris four-yard run on first, a picket incomplete pass to Harris. I think that was a pretty bad throw. And then a picket inc incomplete pass to, to Calvin Austin on, on third and six. It's the same thing time after time is what it felt like. I mean, yeah. And, and I remember the Raiders got the ball next and, and put together a pretty nice drive, seven plays, 74 yards and got a touchdown. Um, fortunately the Steelers answered back, I would say pretty flashy 72 yard touchdown to Calvin Austin. Um, we'll, we'll talk specifically about that play, uh, in, in a little bit, but yeah. after some back and forth, we put up two more field goals, right? We're up 13 to seven at the half. Um, and then we score again when we get our opening possession, um, of the second half with another field goal. Um, so we're up 16, seven, get an interception. We put together another nice sustained drive Friarmouth touchdown. So 27, sorry, 23 to seven. And then the defense kind of let up the touchdown, let up the two point conversion, let up a field goal. Um, and that's kind of how the game ended with the scoring in place there. So 23, 18. Um, but th this was like, to me, again, I go back to that seven there, there were, you know, things that I, I liked and it felt like there were some pieces that really fell into place. But you look at this in the mirror, it's another non 30 point performance, yeah. another non 400 yard game. Um, we'll mention some stat lines specifically of players, but um, there is an element of disappointment here. Uh, it's hard to be disappointed with a loss, but there there's I don't know. I struggle a little bit. Well, what's disappointing is. I, I I don't know. What's disappointing is they they looked that that touchdown drive, the the six play, eighty one yard drive with a touchdown pass to Pat Fryermuth looked like a real NFL drive. Yes, like legit. I it looked like we actually knew what we were doing, and Matt Canada actually knew how to call a game, and we actually looked really really good, and, and I was really impressed. But then it's and again, and it was creative plays. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong, because I might not remember all these. It was like a slant pass to George Pickens for 17. Then it was a Jalen Warren run for four yards. Then it was a pass to Jalen Warren for 16 yards, which was the fake jet sweep we've all been waiting for. Mm -hmm. Screen pass to Jalen Warren. Great play design. Really, really great play design. Then he threw a 14-yard pass to Fryermuth, and again, getting Pat involved is huge. They haven't done that. They did that a little bit yes uh, this this weekend, and and that was good. Then it was a nausea 17-yard run, and then it was the 13-yard pass to Pat Fryermuth. But most of those play calls were really, really good offensive designs. And it was like, okay, wait a second. Have we figured it out? Yeah. And then, and then we fell right back into what we did last week. We we had no first downs. In, or we had three and outs like the entire first quarter last week and this week. Same thing in the fourth. No first downs. Or maybe we had one first, first down this week, but... Just we we just punt the ball. We can't score in the fourth, and I don't know if we're getting too conservative or or, or what it is, but we really got our hopes up, and then it kind of got brought back to, back down to reality. Yeah, thirteen yards of offense on twenty one plays in the fourth quarter in the yeah, last two games. Thirteen yards in in twenty one plays. So the fourth quarter is detrimental. It's again where you say, hey, let's let's let the defense go out here and win us, win us the game, which, as we know, um, we're capable of doing it, but we can't rely on that. It's not going to happen every time. Um, yeah. Our defense played, I would say, for the most part, another really solid game. I think there were some holes that were evident in the secondary, particularly you look at Devonte Adams stat line. He had like 172 yards, I think is what it was. Yeah. Um, it was insane. On like and, 13 catches or something. And two touchdowns. Right. So, um, yeah, 13 catches, 172 yards, two touchdowns, 20, 
targets. 20 targets. Yeah, so they're they're forcing the ball to him, obviously. But, I mean, you you can't let one player put up that much against you. But outside of that, I mean, I think our run defense looked sharp. Yeah. Sharp. I, looked really I mean, good. Josh Jacobs led the league in rush, rushing last year, and we held him last year pretty well. But without Cam Hayward and, and you know, with some new guys getting in there, Keanu Benton, Montrevis Adams, some of these other guys, Armin Watts, 17 carries for 62 yards is not a bad day. I mean, I know I know the Raiders got down, and maybe that's partly why they didn't run the ball as much or or didn't run it as well. But I thought the, I thought the run defense was not as porous as it was the beginning of last week against Cleveland, which was really really good. No, I agree. It's it's they 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 stepped up. I think remember how we talked about last weekend how it felt like we were really penetrating the line of scrimmage yeah. and we were breaking through but they were beating us early out of it yes it seemed like we were doing the same thing this game except we timed it correctly we were uh yeah whatever it might have been a half second or a second later and and we really got to josh jacobs in most cases um yeah put pressure on jimmy g obviously um i mean tj watt has six sacks already this season uh, he leads the NFL, of course, only three games it. in, yeah. um, but six sacks. I mean, he, what do you have the, the record breaking year? 22 and a half. Um, yep. He's over a quarter of the way there in just three games. Uh, so just darn impressive stuff out of TJ. Um, go ahead. Before we move to a side of the ball, because I know we'll, we'll probably break down offense and the defense. I come away again, just unhappy with, with Tomlin. <laughs> that that first half, man, the end of the half, we, we call a timeout and we get the ball and we just kneel it and go to half. Their quarterback, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo was in the locker room because he was hurt. Like if you if you give the ball back, it's going to be the backup and they're going to kneel the ball. Why not take a chance and, and, and try to score? I think we got the ball with uh, let me pull it up here with 38 seconds left. And I think we had two timeouts, Tied two timeouts on. I know it was on our own 20, but why not like give it a chance? I just I don't get it. Obviously, they don't trust something, and, and I couldn't I can't decide if it was Kenny, if it was the play calling, or if it was the offensive line. But it's got to be one of those three things. I, I'm just tired of it though. It's the NFL, man. You got to go and score. Twenty three points is not going to win you every week. And yeah, it, I I, I distinctly know. remember um, the commentators said any other team. Yep. He said, they said most other teams would have been aggressive and they said Tomlin content with going to the locker room up two field goals. Yeah. Um, and we texted right at that moment and, yeah. and said any other team equals 31 NFL teams. Yep. Yep. I mean, and I get it. I'm not saying you get the score, but at least like try on first or second down. And then like, if it doesn't really go very far, then okay. Run it on third. And I'm like, again, Jimmy Garoppolo was in the locker room. They're not going to call a timeout. You'll go to halftime just like you did it anyways. Yeah, a lot of teams are going to like have a play call that that has some element of being a little bit it's risque but safe like, like a screen in, pass. Right, exactly. But maybe you send the rest of your receivers downfield and so there's a chance that if if right. they break one or two tackles that you could get a chunk, you know, 20 yard play out of it and then all of a sudden you're at midfield right. and you have 25 seconds, maybe you take a couple shots and at least get in field goal range. Who knows? Yeah. But and then if all if all goes to shit, whatever, third down, you hand it off and you go into the locker room anyways. That's what I'm saying. Like just give it a chance. Like stopping stopping like so worried about about turning it over or not doing something like be be a little aggressive like i just i don't get it and then i have one other gripe before we before we move on the end of the game that last drive 
on, on our offensive drive. I know we got the first down and, and it was a really, really good pl- uh, play call on the rollout for Kenny Pickett on the short third down pass yes. to Allen Robinson. I mean, that was a huge first down. It basically helped seal the game. Right. But that was a horrible, horrible blocking drive. I don't know if you watch this, but I think Jalen Warren or I think it was Jalen Warren had to carry. Yeah, he did right before we punted. I think I saw three linemen standing there blocking air, doing nothing. I saw that a couple of times during the game. Honestly, no, I, I feel like I saw that. It's like, are you kidding me? You're trying to ice the game. This is like from everything I listen and read from offensive linemen. That's the time of time of the game they love because guess what? You can go run over the defense, prove your will, and run them out of their out of the stadium and win the game. And they were just blocking air and letting our running backs get destroyed on the the game the drive that could ice the game. It just it it blew my mind and I, and it's it's just one of our many issues that again is why we had a seven but i don't want to sound too down that's just two of the two of the things that really really irked me well and and i listened to kenny pickett's uh press conference after the game and the one thing he said is you know i i would have loved to be able to to go out there and and end the game on offense and be yeah. able to kneel it down and and not have to put the defense out there um after they worked so hard that game but i mean Let's let's transition kind of here in, into sides of the ball. I think I think yeah, we like yeah, to talk yeah. about that. Yeah. And I'm gonna introduce a new segment here. We need a name for it, but this is gonna be the kind of transition into at least to talk about um the offense. Um I'm I'm curious what you think we should name this. Um and maybe we we open this up for suggestions from our listeners. Um right now I'm situated on the mat stat but we'll see if anything else can come out of it. Um, the Matt stat, which is what we'll call it for this week is going to be, I want you to rate <laughs> Matt Canada's performance on a scale of one to 10, assuming that last week against the Cleveland Browns was probably a one. Yeah. Maybe a two. Um, keeping that in mind. Um, what's your Matt stat for the week? I'm going to give him a five. Okay. Fair. I want, I really thought about giving him a six. Um, and again, we're going off of this is the Matt Canada scale uh, compared to some of these other offensive. Well, we don't know what a Matt Canada 10 is anyway. That's, so like, that's is, true. Is this a Matt Canada right. 10? No. And that's why I think it's a five. I think it was real. I thought he, I mean, a couple of those drives, I thought he had some really good play calls. I didn't think it was the worst called, called game. That one drive put me over the moon. I was thrilled. But again, I'm still asking for more. And so that's why I can't give him more than a five. I mean, in here, this was the, the, the stat of the game. It was not the stat of the game, but the stat that you and I kept track of. I formally did it. You informally did it. We had six total times where we ran the ball on second and eight or more. Wow. Six times. And it's at one point, and at one point, even the commentators were like, yeah, the Raiders know what's going on. They're loading the box when it's second and long because they know they're going to run the ball. I mean, that's bad. It's week three. There's not that much tape. And you know the other team knows what you're going to do. Sounds that's familiar, right? We've, we've heard we've heard that one before, that, yeah. that defenses know what, what our offense is going to do. That's what the Bengals and, said last year. And and when when they said that, I texted you right away, and I said, I said if we can say that, if a defense can say that, a kindergartner could say that. <laughs> you did say that. Not, you weren't not, impressed. I was not impressed. I was not impressed with with Chris Collins. We're thinking that he's providing valuable insights, but he's not. That's yeah. an that's a story for another day. Um, but I I like I like the five out of ten. I'm I'm curious if that means what it what is a ten? Is a ten maybe that one drive we see that 
on 70%, 75% of our drives. Yes. That's, that's probably again, what constitutes a, we a see it for three quarters. I'll, yeah. I won't even ask for four, three quarters. Yeah. I mean, we just or multiple times. Like we just need to see it. And I think we can, I, I don't know. I, I still don't want I want Canada to be the offensive coordinator, and, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But I, I did see great improvement, and I'm hoping it keeps getting better. Yeah. So some good play design. That that was a, a you know that one nice drive. Let's talk about Kenny. This is Kenny's first multiple touchdown pass game in his career. <laughs> Two touchdowns. Not 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 crazy flashy. No. Um, but 235 yards, 16 to 28, just a little bit over 50 percent completion rate. Um, two touchdowns, but Here's a stat that I like. Okay. No, no turnovers. No yep. turnovers from the Steelers' offense. Um, there were a couple. Kenny probably didn't have a lot of great throws, um, or there were a couple of throws that maybe were questionable. Um, but I think overall, this is a, a solid performance from Kenny. This is a this is a little bit of a rebound performance that I think Kenny needed. My stat of the week is: look at the AFC North passing leaders, and look who's in first place in. Every single category. KP. Kenny Pickett has 689 yards. Deshaun Watson is 678. Lamar Jackson is 608. And Joe Burrow, who, in all fairness, has only played two games to this point, had 304. But with the way he started the first quarter so far tonight, I don't know if he'll get 350 yards. But Kenny has four touchdowns. Watson has four. Jackson has two. Burrow has two. Kenny has three interceptions. He does lead that. Watson has two interceptions. Jackson won and Burrow won. But only Kenny and the Steelers have played two top five defenses. The other three teams have not. So Kenny's probably had the hardest schedule thus far against the defenses, at least. Maybe not teams as a whole, but defensively. And, and he's leading the North. I thought this was a great bounce back game from him. And, and here, it solidified something for me. And I just have a blanket statement. The problems on offense are not Kenny Pickett. I'm 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 back on Kenny Pickett's bandwagon. I, I do not. That was think quick. That didn't take long. No, because last night showed it to me. It showed me what I, what we what we saw last year, what we saw in the preseason. He can make the, all the plays. Yeah, and he, and he will make all the plays. Obviously, something happened in that San Francisco game. Whether it was he was running for his life with three hundred pound men chasing him the entire game. Yeah, or he just didn't trust what was going to happen. I don't know. Something happened, but last night he showed it. I thought he was really accurate. I thought he I thought he made some good decisions. He finally used his legs. I've yep. been wondering all year if he was allowed to run because it didn't look like it. I actually was going to ask you that on this episode and then he ended up running a couple times. Mm -hmm. So that was good. I just thought Kenny turned in a performance that we kind of started seeing at the end of last year and and kind of what we expect out of him. And to me it's when Canada called good plays, Pickett was able to be successful. Good things happened. Yeah. He he looked mobile. I'll, I'll give you that. I will say there there are some things that I think, and and again, let's 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 be fair about this. He's a sophomore quarterback. Yeah. He hasn't even played one full season of games, right? He no. he played what nine last year? Is that right? Nine? Yeah, because uh, he was hurt for a couple of games, right? Remember? Yeah. I think he was seven and two as a starter. Yeah. No, that that's not right. right. Is that right? Seven and two as a starter. Um, trying to look it up right now. Kenny Pickett has played in. Stats, stats, stats. He's played in 16 games. So three this year. Three this year and 13 last year. 13 last year. But he didn't start all those. He didn't, he didn't start all those. Yeah. And, and he got he got taken out of some. Right. Regardless, I totally agree with you. I, I, I think we need to hit home the point on he he really used his feet. And and on the run, Kenny Pickett can can throw some good balls. 
Um, yeah. he, he really can throw well, especially, especially when he rolls out to his left, which is a, a very challenging thing to do as a right-handed quarterback. So yeah, I think that's extremely impressive. Um, I do think that he needs to be a little bit better and maybe I know our offensive line play has not been great, but yeah. I do think he needs to be a little bit better inside of the pocket. I think he almost has happy feet when he's in there. And yeah. I think he tends to not step up when there is a clean pocket. And because he feels confident on the run, he tends to do that a lot. And I would like to see Kenny look a little bit more confident and a little bit calmer in the pocket. That's one piece of, uh, criticism as a fan that has never played a day of competitive football in my life says no but i think that's a really good comment you can definitely tell he he doesn't well he hangs in there but you can definitely tell yeah the happy feet was a good comment and he looks like he rolls out pretty quickly he just doesn't trust his offensive line is is kind of what it looks like and and that's partly play design. That's partly whatever. I think as he matures and maybe we get better as an offense, that will improve. I think it's just a bad habit. But I agree. I will say his throws on the run, though. I thought the entire game, he settled down in the second half. But early on, I mean, they were all high. Yes. Everything he, comes out high. He he threw high balls. Um, but I'm I'm still going to go back to this. I think... The really, the really pretty balls that that he has is when he steps up into the pocket, yeah. and and it goes back to some of the the plays that I have vividly in my memory stand out last year from when he would step up in the pocket and and really take a hit. He'll unload the ball and make awesome throws. The the touchdown pass to Calvin Austin was beautiful. I think it's seventy two yards. It was forty eight yards in the air. Is the stat on that? Um, he stepped right up into the pocket. The the ball fell right into Calvin Austin's bread basket over the shoulder. Um, yeah. I mean, phenomenal route run by Calvin, phenomenal ball by Kenny. Um, just a really good play all around. Um, but I I think Kenny has it when he does step up into the pocket. Yeah. So that's what I would like to see more. But overall, you know, to round out the the piece on Kenny, I think. Altogether, this is a great comeback game for him, even though it's not the flashiest 350-yard game, right? We're, we know that we're not necessarily going to have these right now. Yeah. Um, puts up his first multi, multi-touchdown multi game, um, uses he, his legs a little bit. and He just looks yeah. better. And, and, yeah. and, you know, if you don't follow him on X or Twitter, Trey Essex is actually a good person, the ex-offensive lineman for the Steelers. He, he had a comment at, at halftime, and he has some good tweets. He said that the two scrambles were really big for Kenny because he thinks it would buy him a little bit more time when he drops back because defenses are a little bit more worried about his legs. than, And so they had to like honor that as opposed to just running for his head. And I thought that was an interesting comment. So hopefully that he can incorporate the the scrambling and the running a little bit more. But yeah, I thought it was a good bounce back game for Kenny and I'm I'm pretty excited about him. Yeah, it makes sense. I like that. Let's talk a little bit about our, our run game because we, we had over 100 rushing yards as a team. Yeah. Um, I don't think you make the argument that we got back to our identity running the ball, but I think you can definitely tell with 31 rushing attempts that that we tried to get there, right? Um, yep. More rushing attempts than passing attempts. I think that is almost a make or break stat for the Steelers. I'd have to go back and validate it, but I feel like whenever we're able to run the ball more than pass, um, I think that tends to be a good thing for us um obviously we talked about how some of that is overly predictable and and we don't support it in some of the the play calls um but uh 105 yards as a team Najee 19 carries for 65 Shaylen warren had eight carries the three scrambles from from kenny and then the completely flunk of an unsuccessful run by connor hayward um for no (laughs) yards but um nonetheless i mean there there were a couple 
a couple plays um, that stood out. You know, Najee, Jalen, and Kenny Pickett all had a rush over 10 yards. Um, I think that's a, a worthwhile stat to look at. Um, and and I'm going to steal your thunder because you just said you were going to do this. Um, Pretty good. but Najee's getting so much hate, and I think Najee worked. I won't say Najee had a great game. I'm just going to say, I'm going to leave it at this. I think Najee Harris worked his ass off last night. Yeah, I, I think the, the Najee Harris hate, I don't know. I get it. Jalen Warren is really explosive. And, and the broadcast really did Najee dirty with that next-gen stat stat about him having the, the most under-expected yards Yeah. in the league or whatever Yeah. it was. But that's where you can't always trust analytics. They don't watch the game. They must see like a slither of a hole for a half a second and say that that's, he should get five yards off of that. that that's not how reality is. The, the guy is getting hit in the backfield, getting hit in the hole every single play, he, and he's bouncing off. I think I thought he ran really hard, ran really tough yesterday, and I thought he looked more like himself yesterday, which was good. I mean, and you, you want to talk about not setting the identity? I think they kind of did. 31 rush attempts actually ties what they had the first two weeks combined. They had 10 in week one and 21 in week two. Granted, week one, we were down by a lot. Week two, we were also down. But I, I thought they I, – I think they really tried to establish the run. And like you said, some of the play calls weren't as good, but we talked about tendencies last week and we said they always throw the ball out of, out of the shotgun. There was a lot of times this week where they ran the ball out of shotgun, Yeah, the delayed, which I, right. right? Which I'm not saying they were the right call in the situations or they, they were the right people, but they're at least trying to break some trends, which I think is another reason why I thought Canada did a little bit better. So I still love Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren's really explosive and a really, really important part of this team and should continue to uh, play more and more. But I think some of the hate needs to be brought back on, on Najee Harris. I, I know he doesn't look the prettiest, but the guy is a downhill runner. He's going to run people over. And I thought he nine, 19 carries for 65 yards is pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, we've said this before. This is nothing, nothing against Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren is phenomenal, Yeah. but they are not the same player and they should not be looked at on a one-to-one -one comparison scale. Um, Yeah, what absolutely. I saw what I saw out of Najee was it just looked like he fought. Yeah. When, when he got, when he made contact, even if his yards after contact was, was not a lot stat-wise or it wasn't impressive, you could tell he was committed to not going down with the first person that hit him. It would take a couple people to swarm him. And yeah, there were awesome plays where he just ran right up the middle and got four or five yards. And you can't really ask for much more than that. Um, it was, it was good to see Najee. And speaking of like what I think really stood out for me, for Naj, there was a, a block that he had and he threw Max Crosby down on the ground That was to awesome. his knees. Um, and talk about making a, a, a statement on someone Yeah. like that. Um, that was, that was impressive from Najee. So, um, Yeah, like you said, you're back on the Kenny train. I wasn't off the Najee train. Yeah. I, I am a strong advocate for Najee. I got a Najee jersey. I will Yeah. still rock it. Um, I, I hope that we figure out and learn more how to use this guy. And and maybe there were some glimpses of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's worth mentioning. Oh, and I brought up Trey Essex. I have one more tweet from him, and I thought this was really good on, on Let's hear Najee. it. He said, I know everyone is hard on Najee, but he isn't getting a lot of help with our run design, like we talked about. Yeah. We, we motion across the formation, bringing an extra defender into the box, and then run Najee right into the extra defender. I mean, that's just hor horrendous design. Yeah. I think that was about a specific play, but you can say that we do that a lot.
And, and so he, he is not getting any help, but he's still coming out here and performing and competing. And, and, and I, I can't be upset about that. Yeah. Yeah. Me either. Um, what else do you want to talk a little bit about the defense or is there anything else you want to cover on offense? I mean, it, I, I will, I'll, I'll just say it was, it was great to see, you know, the Pat touchdown and, yeah. and there was another target that, that Kenny threw to Pat. Um, I think it was a really good defensive player. Maybe the ball was slightly behind him. I don't, yeah. I don't have it. It was up, right down but... the middle. Yeah. It was Nate Hobbs, the, 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 the slot corner who's much smaller. So it was a good decision. And Kenny tried to throw it up and he, Pat reached around the defender and he, the defender made a good play. I yeah, mean, but it but was I mean, a great target. Three, it was a three good... catches, 41 yeah. yards and a touchdown getting Pat involved. I love that. And I'm very happy that they, they got him finally back involved in the offense. Yeah, I do too. I mean, we, we talked about that. That should be, Pat should really be his, his security blanket. You know, that, that just makes the most sense. Um, George Pickens, our leading receiver again, 75 yards from him, four catches. No, So we're not getting the 10 targets that we said we should be getting Pickens, especially while Deontay Johnson is out. But look at this. I mean, we had 235 receiving yards and Deontay Johnson is out. Um, yeah. I also think the fact that Gunner is out, um, we have no rushes by a wide receiver in this game. I, I bet you that's like a stat the Steelers haven't had in like 10 games. Um, and, and, they, and they faked it. They actually did something off of it, which is which is awesome. Yeah. So, um, good stuff. And then obviously we can't not mention you already did, um, the seal of the game, throwing that ball to Allen Robinson. Um, yeah. uh, we're big Allen Robinson fans. At least I am as, yeah. as a Penn state guy. Um, but I, I love that, that we're getting him involved too. He is just a, he's a rock to me on, on that offense. So, yeah. Want to flip it to defense? Let's do it. Let's flip it to defense. I'll let you lead in because yeah, um, I already start. talked crap on our secondary. <laughs> well, and actually that's where we're going to start because we all talk about the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. Yep. That is how I feel about this Pittsburgh Steelers defense. I, I don't know if I can watch another game where they go out there and they put Levi Wallace against the number one receiver. I know we play a lot of zone, but he is the main defender against the number one receiver, the majority of the game. And what happens? 13 catches for 172 yards and two touchdowns. Devontae Adams ate him up. And it's just crazy. It is crazy to me that they keep putting him out there because at the end of the game, I think that the last when when Vegas kicked the field goal to go down by five, we had three big plays inside the red zone, or maybe inside the 10. I don't know where it was, but it was inside the 20 for sure. Three straight plays. The so first down, I think Levi Wallace gave up a catch to Devontae Adams. Then they brought in Joey Porter Jr. Three straight snaps he was on Devontae Adams. Three straight snaps they didn't even throw it his way. Mm -hmm. Why? Because Joey Porter was actually playing good defense. You know what happened at the same time? A ball was thrown to Jacoby Myers. Where Levi, Levi Wallace, Wallace was covering. On. The, def the other teams are picking on him because obviously he's the weak link. And and I don't know. It's really starting. I mean, I might have felt, I think I felt this anyways. It's getting really obvious that I think they made a, which here we go, a common theme. Tomlin made a wrong hire he, by keeping Tara Austin and getting rid of Brian Flores. It's just, it's it's frustrating that they, they keep sending Levi out. Now, granted, now I, I just shit on him, but he did play a better game this week. He did. And, well, and the picks and the two picks were, they were good. Um, well, that's what's troubling to me is that you have yeah. one could argue a piss poor performance yeah. by Levi Wallace that is just shielded by two interceptions on the stat sheet. And it will be. 
Um, Patrick Peterson probably didn't have a, a great game himself either. I don't know. I don't know what his PFF rating is or would be, but an interception for him. Um, so do, do, turnovers matter, right? Yeah, but, no, turnovers are huge. It's just one of those, like, I, I think, and, and, and I will say Porter, Porter did play more. Again, it's a common theme that we keep talking about. Porter did play in, I think he played in 14 last week, seven snaps in week one. He played in 27 this week. So 38% of the defensive snaps. But it's just like we can sit on our couch and see that when Joey Porter is the number one outside corner, Levi Wallace is the number two outside corner, and then Patrick Peterson's our slot corner, that's the best secondary we have or the best cornerback trio we have, at least that we've seen. And I just don't understand why they keep sticking to Levi and Patrick Peterson. So but, I got a question for you. Is is Desmond King a slot corner? Yeah, he's supposed to be. And he actually dressed last night. I well I he did he he that. he was on the, the kickoff team because Gunner was out and um You're right. Um uh, Anthony played, McFarland's on IR. You're right. He played seven uh special team snaps. So so here's my my hypothesis. Uh, obviously we have well, I don't know when the hell it's. I don't know when the hell Roger Jones is going to get play time because we need it. We're ready for it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm telling you, week six buy is is helpful for us this year. I hate early buys all the time, but this is going to be a good time for us because maybe you see some significant adjustments happen at the buy. It's a good point. Yeah. Um, it's a good point. So I, I I feel like we might see a change in offensive line by then. Um. We did talk too much about the offensive line, but I, th- I think we might see a change then. And I do really think that what's going to happen is uh, Joey Porter is going to take over Patrick Peterson's spot. And maybe they utilize Patrick Peterson in a couple different roles across across the field. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I feel like there's, you know, there's some some guys that I, I guess I'm struggling. I don't really know how good they are. I don't really know how good. Channing Sullivan, Sullivan is. I don't really know how good Elijah Riley is. I don't know how good. Uh, I guess I is. do know how good James Pierre is, which is not very good. But yeah. I almost feel like there's guys that could be moved around and and Levi Wallace. Um, yeah. But in place of him, I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll just have to. Time will tell what happens there. But I do think it's a good thing. Joey Porter is getting more and more playtime incrementally. Um, I can't yeah. wait till he's he a looks starter good. though. He, he does look good. good. So I have a question for you before we go positive, because there are tons of positives or lots of positives we should talk about. I, I do have one question. I want your opinion on this. Do you, have you sensed or noticed a difference with where they're playing Minka Fitzpatrick this year? Have you noticed anything? Because to me personally, it seems like he is a primary defender on a lot of receivers this year, which is I feel like not the case was not the case much last year. I think he was more of a center fielder the last couple of years when uh-huh. he was an all pro. I feel like they're using him in a completely different role because of DeMonte KZ. I feel like KZ's bit playing center field. And and I just don't know how I necessarily feel about it. It's a good point. I'll be honest with you. I, I haven't picked up on that as much. But Something it to makes look out for. but it makes sense, right? You you look at Minka Fitzpatrick as a guy that it is that is a ball hawk. Yeah. Right. Exactly what you said. He's a center fielder. Yeah. And he had a lot of success like that. Um, I viewed Keanu Neal and even Demonte Casey as plug and plays into what Terrell Edmonds was. And I envisioned Fitzpatrick maintaining the same type of role. That's um, what I was hoping for. Yeah. And, and maybe it's, you know, he was our leading tackler in this game. Yeah. Right. 
Um, he's, he's have you know he's always right around the pass catchers. Yeah, and, and I only bring it up, and and I think it's fine. The defense is playing well, so it is what it is. I I just only bring it up because he when he was in Miami, they tried using him as a cornerback, and he was not very good. I mean, because he came out of college, corner safety, nobody really knew. They tried him at corner, he was not good, which was part of the reason why they traded him. He's been so freaking good as a as a as a center field safety. Yeah, we led the league in interceptions last year. Right, and he's been an All Pro. He's been a pro. Like he, he's getting all these accolades, doing really really well, and now we're changing it up. I just I I don't know how I feel about it. I, I mean, I get it. You want your best players near the ball at all times. I I totally get that. And from that aspect, I understand. It's just something that I've noticed, and I think it's worth keeping an eye out for. I, I just think he's playing a different role, and and it's interesting to me. Yeah, he's he's not the type of person that we should be experimenting with when we know right. what is strong. It, it'd that's, be like, yeah, hey, we're, we're gonna point. throw we're gonna throw TJ Watt into coverage. That's my point. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. A, it's a good one. So we'll, let's let's look for that. But on that note, let's let's talk a little bit about this linebacking group yet Man. again and the defensive yeah. line, the the D line too. Um, they showed up. I I want to read you my stat of the week here, and and it's with Cole Holcomb, and. I'm telling you, I'm 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 loving on Cole Holcomb and Quan Alexander and Landon, Landon Roberts, Roberts. Yeah. Uh, and and Marcus Golden. How about it? He he's hey, a he sh- yeah great fourth guy to have in that role. Um, I guess not really. He's not he's not he's inside the third, but okay. oh no, yeah, he's an outside linebacker. But regardless, th- this this flip of the linebacking room is 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 working for us this year. Here's my stat of the week: Cole Holcomb in the first three weeks of the season he has the same amount of tackles for loss that devin bush had all of last season that's Um, crazy that that if that doesn't say that's a win right there uh i don't know what does i mean you you flip flip the room you get a player that that elevates that skill set right there um you know the thing that i think i like most about those three guys i mean they're all playing well in in my opinion but i i think i like that they i feel like as a as a unit and as a room a linebacking room they understand that they all have strengths and weaknesses and they're okay sharing the field with each other yes. like cole holcomb's the do everything guy he can do whatever Atlanta roberts is going to run downhill and, and run heavy hitter you yep. on, on a run play and then quan alexander can run with anybody side to side sideline to sideline and passing yep. and, and and like quan alexander played 65 percent of the snaps cole holcomb played 74 percent and where are you at? Landon Roberts played. Uh, I can't find him. Oh, 24% of the snaps. So I said 65 for Quan Alexander, 74 for So Holcomb, that's probably a scheme for, thing. For, that, the, for and that was Roberts. probably a scheme thing just because of, of the, the offense team, offensive but team. Like, but playing. it doesn't seem like anybody, like there's, there's doesn't seem to be egos and they all seem happy with it. And, and I think it's been a pretty good unit. And we want to talk about another guy. Mark Robinson made a huge special teams tackle. Yeah. So, I the the middle linebacking room was a great great upgrade this year and it's it's been pretty impressive. It's a great point. It's it's complimentary football, just just how TJ and Highsmith are. Yeah, um, right. I mean, and and just to talk about them, two sacks for for TJ Watt. Um, Highsmith not really showed up much on the stat sheet, but two QB hits. Um, TJ Watt with three QB hits, uh, two tackles for loss. He had if it if it was a fumble. It wasn't a fumble, but he had a fumble recovery if they yeah. had had ruled ruled it that way. Um, these these guys are playing some pretty pretty damn good football. They are, and like you said, Marcus Golden came in and had two two tackles, one tackle for loss, a QB hit, a sack. I mean, Marcus Golden showed up, and then he doesn't really have anything on the stat sheet. 
But I thought Herbig played really well too. I mean, he blew up that one run play. Yeah. I mean, he was all over it. He missed the tackle, but like his instincts are just uh, look awesome. And I think that kid is only going to get better. Yeah. I, I was very happy with the D line yesterday, the front seven and, and the defense continues to show, I guess we put all the money on the defense, so they need to show up, but they, they continue to have the offenses back, which is, has been really big for us the first two weeks or the last two weeks. This linebacking crew is balls of steel worthy for the, yeah, for this week. they are. But will they get yours? We're, we're going to pick one better, I think. All right, go ahead. But I I just think that that they're kind of my honorable mention here. Um, they should be. The defense, did... yeah, just to close out the defense, I thought they played awesome. Uh, it was a really good defensive showing against a, a pretty decent uh, offense of the Raiders. So so let's good good two weeks in a row for them. Do you want to say anything about some of these these big D linemen up front, or or should we go into special teams? We could go into special teams. I, okay. I think the D line D line as a whole was good, really good. At, yeah, I don't have anything specific to say. Maybe right. I'll talk about one of them in a minute. So, so I'm gonna take that and run with it and go right into my my balls of steel. And I know I'm stealing this from you, steel S T E E L. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm gonna give it to the entire special teams unit. I know you want to do the same, which you can. Um, no, I won't. No, I won't. That's a great pick. Chris Boswell, three for three on field goals, two for two on extra points. He hit a 57 yard field goal. The guy is extremely consistent outside of 50 yards. I saw a stat that said he has 27 50 plus yard field goals in his career as a Steeler. All other Steelers kickers have 27. 50 yeah. plus yard kicks combined. And he has um, the second most field goals made in Steelers history. Yeah. Um he's he's automatic. He's 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 playing lights out football and we know how important it is to have a consistent kicker. So Boz, kudos to you. Um Calvin Austin had an amazing punt return, unfortunately called back. Um, but he had a really good punt return he's he looks, electric he and let me tell you this he makes really good decisions with fair catches how many times have we sat there and we looked at some of these punt returners and said why the mm, are you trying to return this ball <laughs> yeah. when you should be calling a fair catch and calvin austin has a, a sharp mind there well you could tell teams are worried about him because there was that one touchback that the raiders had where he drew the entire the entire special teams unit for the Raiders to him, and the ball was just bouncing Bounced into the out. end zone. Correct. I mean, when you have a dangerous returnman, it, it matters, and it, it can play a role. Correct. So kudos to Calvin Austin. And then, man, oh, man, let's talk about the big bomber, Presley Harvin. Six punts over over a 53-yard average, three kicks inside the 20. Um, he hit a couple 60 yards. He had one bad punt. One bad punt. His Which second. I cut punt. him some slack on that one. He got hit on that. Okay, so that I think that was like forty-one yards or something. I don't yeah. have. I don't have it up. But all said and done, and and I believe that was the it was 41. best. I believe that was the tied or right below. Maybe it was the second best punting performance from a Steeler in terms of average off of like X amount of punts yeah, in a game. I think it was. Um, I think that's an Alex Kazora stat. We can go back and check that. But um, 
just amazing game. And had he not had that 41 yarder, if that was a 50 yarder, he would have had the the best punt um, as a stealer or best yeah. punting performance from a stealer ever. So Presley Harvin really coming into himself these last couple of games. This is what we wanted to see out of him. This is what we needed to see out of him um, and a phenomenal job on on his holds i told you i told you in the yeah. preseason how good of a holder presley harvin is on yeah. those field goals um it, there was one mishap one mishap by this special teams unit and it was the penalty that got called on the field goal but let me let me just say this that penalty on the field goal caused the raiders to burn off like another minute 30 seconds off the clock and, and, and end up with goal. the same result to kick a field goal so it worked in our favor that was the one mishap so i can't give an a plus but i would give an a to the special teams unit i am they they were the best um component of our game yeah all right sorry i stole that from you i knew no, you no. wanted it no, 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 that, no, that is perfectly fine. Yeah, it is funny for all the listeners. I actually last night wrote that we're, this is Monday. I wrote that after the game that they were my balls of steel, but I, I gave it up to Jeff and, and I'll give you my balls of steel now after I completely missed your cue in for me uh, prior to you giving your balls of steel. My, my balls of steel is one of those D linemen that I didn't talk about. It, it's going to be Keanu Benton. I, I know his stat lines, nothing crazy. But I thought he, he had one sack, one tackle, one QB hit, one tackle for loss. Whatever. It looks pretty pedestrian. But he, the penetration he had against that offensive line was huge. He made a huge imprint on that game, especially in the second half. I thought that one drive was the, the Keanu Benton coming out party. I mean, he made like three or four straight plays in a row. And I don't know. That's one of the few guys that's playing a good bit of snaps for us as a rookie. And uh, I think he's really starting to come into his own. So, and to back myself up on that, he's played 21 snaps yesterday. So actually less than Joey Porter Jr. But I, I don't know. He's my balls of steel. I'm really happy that he's, he's starting to come into form. I love it. That's, that's such a good pick. Um, you know, one, one of our listeners, he, he had, had texted in a group and said that Keanu Benton is going to be the best long-term player for the Steelers out of this draft. And, yeah, um, probably could 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 very well be that way i mean hey it it's it's a great draft class we know we you know herbig and who knows what we get with with broderick jones and joey porter yeah will these guys have long sustained careers successful careers not sure but keanu benton is is well on his way um to having a good a good freshman year so can i give another you know honorary balls of steel a little honorable to, mention action to my, to my own horn a little bit here to to so at 7.57 before the game yesterday, I, uh, I sent a text to you that said, prediction. And then I, I prefaced it with, oh, warning, you sure, you sure did. Warning, I am a huge homer. And I said, we pound the ball and dominate the trenches. Najee gets like 70 yards. He got 65. <laughs> I think it looks much better, accurate, and calm. I think that's accurate. Kind of, yeah. Pickens gets 100. Okay. He had 70. Five. Pretty close. Okay, close. At catches a TD. Bang. Got it. Defense dominates. Yeah. Bang. Steelers 27-17. Pretty All close. Right. We won five points off. 23-18. Five points off. What'd I say back? 13 to 9. You said love it, but I but I think 13 to 9. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. I, I feel like I had a, I don't know. I guess I had a good read on this right. game or I was lucky. Listen, but I, I'm going to redact. I'm going to redact my balls of steel. I'll give 
you the opportunity to give it to the special teams unit no, no, and, no, no, and no. I'll give you my balls of steel. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. I was, I was very impressed. I actually read that back and I was like, wow, I was pretty darn close on this. So I was happy that they had a good game. Really that's happy. impressive. Yeah. Who, who, who pissed you off this week? Oh, you, you <laughs> got a jag off? jag off. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm so tired of hearing about this, dude. And I respect his game. He is a great player. But Max Crosby, man, if I never have to hear his name again, I'll be okay. I mean, first of all, they didn't stop talking about him, which, whatever. But also, I don't like the guy. I think he's a dirty player. He is nobody, a dirty player. And nobody talks about it. But, like, if you watch the Netflix uh, special quarterback on Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes almost fought him last year because the dude was hitting him after the play, hitting him late, giving him cheap shots, all on purpose. I know punches, he's trying to mess jabs. I know he's trying to mess with them and stuff, and like that's what his whole thing to get into your head. But like, dude, it's uncalled for, and he was doing it all day yesterday. I remember Kenny was laying on the ground, picket or Crosby tackled him. They both were laying side by side. The play was already over, and he went and punched him to punch the ball out. It's like, dude chill out man like just there's no need for it and i don't know he he really pissed me off and if he if he makes mahomes mad and then he just continues to do it and doesn't learn from it then i don't know so that's my biggest jag off um just like you were gonna pick the special teams unit that's who i was gonna pick yeah so i'm just gonna piggyback off of you a little bit and i'm just gonna say that chris collinsworth <laughs> and and the camera crew for that game are my jag off of the week. Chris Collinsworth, I, I just he doesn't even have to say anything for me to to hate him. But on the point you made, I wish if I had a nickel for every time I either heard Max Crosby or saw him, I'd be rich. They showed him and talked about him more than they freaking did Taylor Swift at the Chiefs game. I yeah. guarantee it. I guarantee that Max Crosby had more airtime than Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And listen, I don't. T- we don't want to take anything away. His story is awesome, and he's a really, really good football player. Yeah, but he's but a jag off. My God, he's a jag off. Chris Collinsworth is a jag off, and the freaking refs were jag offs. They sucked. They sucked. That's they a lot of jag offs, but I agree. Hey, we, I, I did say this to myself. Actually, I think I wrote it in my notes during the game. We do have to remember. Chris Collinsworth was a Bengal, so he does just hate us in general. So it kind of makes sense. I mean, at one point during the game, our offense was on the field. Or no, I think our offense was on the field, and they were talking about the Raiders' offense and what they did the week before. It's like, hey guys, like you watching the game or or no? So he's he's a jack of the season, dude. I hate that guy. <laughs> I know you too. I hate that guy. Well, guess what? Good news: Steelers have no more. Oh shit! Do no, we... they have one more Sunday night? Damn it! It's the Patriots, isn't it? No, yeah, I think no. That's Thursday. They Is have it... a sun. Oh, it's it's not a Sunday night. I don't think. Yeah, it's Saturday the twenty third against Cincinnati. It's an NBC four thirty game. They're doing like a Saturday special. Garbage. All right. Yeah. Well, um, I'm gonna hit you with two other things, and we're gonna do a game or uh, a little bit of a preview for the next game. You have okay. anything else you want to say? Nope, I'm pretty much good. Okay. Random fact number one. Oh, jeez. Steelers, Steelers made an emergency landing in Kansas City after the game. Yeah. <laughs> Just weird. Uh, yeah, everybody's good, but yeah, that's that's not great. Uh, that, yeah, it kind of sucks. Glad everybody did okay. That kind of sucks. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, here's the second one. 
good way to round out the Steelers through three games this year, okay? Okay. How many turnovers do the Steelers have this year so far on defense? Eight. Eight. Wow, through, that was a guess. Through three games. You know the last time we did that? No. 2010. You know the last time we did it before 2010? 2005. 2008. Uh, you, I skipped one. You know the last time before then? 2005. 2005. Pittsburgh Steelers might be going to the Super Bowl this year. So, how about it? Not going to fall for that again. Let's. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing preseason round two. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna keep our expectations mellow. Great stat. Great stat though. No, that that's pretty crazy. I did not know that. So crazy, go, impressive, and, and coincidence. Let's really, keep it going, defense. Really I love that. I keep love it going. That. Defense wins you championships, maybe, Absolutely. or at least to get you there. So we'll see. Um, all right, let's let's roll in here to a, a Texans preview and kind of wrap this up. Um, the Texans are coming off a pretty big, surprising win. Huge. Um, this week, uh, I think everyone was pretty much thinking that the Houston Texans. Stunk. The Arizona Cardinals and and maybe the Chicago Bears were going to be probably the three worst teams in the NFL. I yeah. I think that's likely that 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 still could be the case. Um, Texans are one and two, but they had a pretty impressive win um, at Jacksonville actually, and and Jacksonville have pretty high expectations this year. They have a, I would say, a pretty stellar offense with a lot of playmakers, um, and they only put up seventeen points. So thirty-seven to seventeen win for the Texans last week. Um, they did lose to Baltimore week one, and they did lose to the Colts in week two. Uh, rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud, um, a couple new pieces in in Houston. Steven Sims is one of them. A um, couple guys we might be familiar with, but um, what do you what do you expect out of this? I mean, C.J. Stroud is is putting up some sizable numbers. I mean, he, he has uh, a good amount of yards behind him and he's got wheels too. So something that, that we need to kind of keep an eye on in this game, kind yeah, of our, our pre our pre Lamar Jackson check, you could say. Yeah. I mean, he was 20 of 30, 280 yards, two TDs last week. Tank Dell, their rookie receiver was five, had five catches for 145 yards and a touchdown. Uh, a lot less catches than Devonte Adams, but similar yardage. So yeah, I think it's going to be a good matchup. Um, I, to be honest with you, uh, if you would ask me a week ago, I thought this would have been a really another. Like I think I said it actually, it'd be another game for us, a good get right game for us. But I don't know. I think it's actually going to be a pretty tough game going into to Houston's barn, and and we'll see how how loud it is. And I I don't know. I think it'll be a pretty good matchup. They got a pretty good running back in Damian Pierce, so another good test for our D line. But since we're three weeks into the season, I think that can start giving out some numbers now that they kind of they might make sense now. First couple weeks, it's all inflated. So Houston. They're 19th in the league in points scored, so they average 22 a game. And then they're 21st in points against, uh, points allowed. They're giving up 24, so maybe look for us to have some success against their defense, maybe a high-scoring game. Probably not. It's the Steelers. Um, passing yards <laughs> offensively, uh, <laughs> they're 6th in the league in passing. So you talk about yeah, CJ Stroud is over, over 900. Yeah, they're average 270 yards a game, which is pretty darn good. Like For reference, we average 208 yards a game, so... Pretty, pretty good passing attack. will be a good test for the secondary. In rushing, they're 29th. They only average seven, 70 a game. That is three more yards than we average a game. So, again, it's pretty easy to think about. And then their defense is not – it's middle of the road. Uh, passing passing defense is 17th, giving up 223 yards a game. And then rushing, attack, rushing defense is 16th, giving up 117 rushing yards a game. Hmm. So – 
hopefully we can settle in. Defense can can slow down the rookie, maybe show him some looks he hasn't seen yet. Um, he did play Baltimore, so that might be tough to do. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it. CJ Stroud's a good good player. I'm looking forward to watch him, and I hope we can come out on top and you know show him some hard love as a rookie. Yeah, you know who? Uh, what I hit you with last week, the leading tackler for for the Raiders was uh, Robert Spoyne. You know who the interception leader for the Houston Texans is? Steven Nelson. I was actually going to say that. I didn't know if he was still on the team. That's Yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, another ex-Steeler. So, um, yeah, like I said, maybe a couple familiar faces on this team. Um, we'll see what happens. This, this, this is the game I go back to on the schedule, and I say this is a game that you should win. Not Yeah. maybe not handedly, but this is a game that you should win. Um, and this is kind of our. I, I think this is a trap game. Could be a trap game. Yep, Um, this this is the typical Pittsburgh Steelers, hey, we don't like playing well against good or against bad teams, that kind of game that we lose. I mean, this is the Mike Tomlin game. If, if he can get through this, then I feel pretty good. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm I'm interested. I I think you know if Kenny can build on what he had, maybe we can keep this run game established. Um, I I think there's there's a, a decent chance that that we could come out and win. So, Yeah. uh, we'll see how it goes. You got a score prediction for this one? I was just going to ask you, I'm thinking, I think the offense plays pretty well again. I'm thinking it's like a 24 to 17 win. Twenty-four to seventeen. Okay, this is a dome, right? Yeah, it's inside. Okay. I think we'll kick well. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm never good at score predictions, Mister. You just hammered it last last week, and I said it was going to be thirteen to nine. So, um, I'm not going to give one. I'm just going to let you ride with it because because you're doing pretty hot right now. But you think So, we you think we'll come out and win, right? I think we can win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, they have to. If you go three and one into Baltimore week week five, or I guess at home against Baltimore, you got to be feeling good. So this is a really, it's against the Texans. I know we think they're bottom of the, the NFL, but this is a really, really important game. Listen, what it boils down to is this is another AFC game. Yep. AFC wins are are important for us. Um, we're tied for first in the division right now. Um, if the season Yeah. ended today, just based on who we played, um, we would win first in the division. So um, we're coming off a, a Baltimore loss. Uh, the Bengals, they're playing right now. This is Monday night. We don't know what they're going to do, but the Browns are two and one also. We have a head-to-head -head against them. Um, Yep. so big, big AFC game, regardless of who we play. And Um, Baltimore and Cleveland play next week. So if we win, we'd be tied with one less team. one last team. Yeah. So we'll see what we can get done before the bye. I mean, if we can go into the bye, uh, three and two, I mean, four and one is amazing, but if, if we go in three and two, um, I'll be I think happy. that's impressive. So Yeah. yeah, we'll see how that goes. All right. Cool. I think time to sign off. I agree. That was good. Hopefully we have another happy podcast next week. All right. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone. Peace.